Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that has taken the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Hitter for Jaslov in the eighth spot. Yeah, Dylan Drawling's a guy who might have been drafted last year. Freshman, people were excited about Knoxville, Jim Callis. Scouts were comparing him to Luke Gilbert last year. High school. He's coached by his granddad, Mike Leo. Yo, what is up, everybody? You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for another episode of the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Paul, and I'm joined as always by my co host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight's episode nine titled Not in Kansas Anymore, because we're not. We're traveling to Knoxville. We're going to be talking to Tennessee baseball star Dylan Dryland. But before Dylan joins us, the In Off the Bench Podcast Network is brought to you by Chinook Seedery. Whether you're in, on the field or in the boardroom signing deals, Chinook will help you get the job done. Memphis City Designs, get your brands, gear, and logos on everything from shoes to underroos. Memphis City has you covered. Get your IOTV podcast gear while supplies last. They are flying off the shelves. New colors, hot. Check them out. Go get it. Rep, because it's cold out there. We got the new hoodies in stock, so... Make sure you're checking it out. Make sure you're getting it. And as always, we appreciate the support. And finally, Smith's Plumbing Services, sink clog, drain clog, toilet clog, anything in between. Call Dustin at Smith's Plumbing Services and tell him in off the bench sent you. Now, Jim, it is time. We got to talk baseball, University of Tennessee baseball with Dylan Dryling, man. I don't want to waste any time. We got to get his story. But we also got to talk about the lofty expectations that they have. We're going to talk about some hard conversations based on, you know, not hitting expectations the past couple seasons to maybe something magical that's going to happen this season. So let's get right to it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview on podcasting this week, our man, Dylan Dryland.
All right. Welcome in, everybody. Daniel, I don't know if you saw me put the numbers out last week, but the University of Tennessee has the most guests on this show. So they're going to extend their lead by three on LSU because we have another Tennessee stud on. Dylan Dryer, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It never gets old having you boys from Knoxville on. And, you know, it's going to be good to get your story because, you know, you're not from uh, around the, the Tennessee parts like a lot of them. So get a good backstory and then we get to get a, you know, gauge and a vibe on where Tennessee baseball is at right now. But speaking of where you're from, where you live now, right now, I'm not used to this cold, Dylan. It's freaking 15 degrees here, six inches of snow. You, however, come from places that are used to that, man. Tell me, how do you get used to this? really don't honestly um i think at home right now it's like negative 20 windshields <laughs> so i mean it's nothing you can really get used to ever so how do you not like you come from somewhere like that like hey i love knoxville but how do you not pick like a school in and you know we don't even like florida so let's just say south of there like how do you not end up in miami man after negative 20 i need to be somewhere where the sun is out and it's hot honestly i i was told it was going to be warm here so <laughs> Well, compared to where you are, I guess it, it still is. You're at least above uh, zero there. What's the temperature in Knoxville right now? You done? Probably 20. Something, yeah, maybe. I somewhere. mean, so it's it's still better back home. Daniel's probably got like a blistering 50 there. Hey, man, it got, it got into the 30s this morning. It was 39. It's going to be 36 when I wake up to work out in the morning. It's going to be awful. But it's going to take all of like three hours to get up to like 60. So, yeah, it'll it'll be I don't know. The high was probably like 60 today. It's not going to be that high. It'll be in the 50s tomorrow. So. Well, I need the snow to get out of my way. I need to go to the gym, Daniel. I need to get to Baton Rouge on Friday. I need to see Memphis basketball tomorrow. But that's on. the most important thing. Yeah. Memphis yeah. basketball, which, hey, this isn't a part of Dylan's show, but let's do it, man. Shout out to uh, LSU basketball for ruining Ole Miss's night and beating them in basketball, getting a little payback for Memphis Tigers. Let's go. Get Tennessee, it. however, beat the mess out of Ole Miss too, so it's becoming a regular thing. I don't know how we lost to them, to be honest, Daniel. I it, I could tell you, but this ain't, it ain't about that. <laughs> get on a tangent and I'll get pissed off, and I, I don't want to do Dylan like that. It, it ain't this ain't the show for that. But speaking of cold weather. You know, I don't know if you've been watching the NFL, you know, Dylan, I don't know if you're big into it. A lot of a lot of snow, a lot of cold weather in these games. But if you happen to be watching or if you if you is there a team that you think is going to win it all? Um, I mean, I'm I'm I hope the Bucks win it all. It's a long shot, but um, Baker's kind of been my guy since he was at Oklahoma. Um, that's kind of the team I grew up watching Oklahoma football. So I'm hoping the Bucks can continue to play well Daniel you live in Tampa you watch the Bucks do they have an outside shot or is there no way look man I've been saying they've they've been pretty terrible all year and here we are so saying I there's mean, a chance I mean <laughs> I thought the Cowboys would have no problem with the Packers and what do I know Man, me too, for what it's worth. So, hey, as a Saints fan, I don't necessarily want the Bucs to win it, but I don't have any issue with Baker Mayfield or Dylan's, you know, liking of them. So, I ain't against it. Uh, as far as music, man, is there a musician, a band, is there somebody who's just like your favorite right now, like it's your go-to? Um, I mean, I, I listen to rap 
country, pretty much everything. Right now, it's uh, I've been listening to a lot of Zach Bryan, uh, Lil Morgan Wallen. Daniel's uh, favorite artist, but not really. Daniel's only making that scoff at you. He's only making that scoff at you because we had like five consecutive guests at one point say Morgan Wallen, and Daniel just couldn't take it anymore. And it's it's after he pulls that bullshit like, oh, I can't put on a concert that everyone is at, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to perform until you're already there and you've already paid paid your money. You can't get refunds on your tickets. Like, come Well, on. and see, I had perspective on that concert that a lot of people didn't understand, Daniel. I was leaving the LSU Ole Miss baseball game. We all saw the people waiting outside the stadium. Like, I saw people who were dressed nice, they're – Three hours early, lined up, packed around the stadium. If I was one of them people and the concert got canceled, I'd be so pissed off. He definitely wouldn't have a fan in me no more. No. Lil Baby wouldn't do that. <laughs> Lil Baby would not. You're right. But one more question to break the ice, and then we will get into your story. Who is your favorite athlete to watch right now? Right now. Um I mean, I always liked watching Harper, but, like, baseball's not going right now. So, I mean, right now it would be Baker. Just I just like how he plays. He plays with a lot of energy. Um, it's really fun to watch. Well, no, you didn't – when I say right now, I meant like they were currently playing. So, yeah, talk to me about Harper. I mean, Harper's a great pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, same same thing as Baker, I guess. Uh, he plays with a lot of energy. Uh, he's fun to watch. Obviously, he's one of the – Best in baseball. So we thought on this show, we talked about it when they got through that first round of the Braves. We thought, no way they weren't winning at all. And then just like, I don't know what happened, man. This it went backwards. I mean, Daniel, we would have put all our money on the Phillies, would we not? Yeah. I mean, we, we said it like they were going to be the team to beat. And if they were able to, Put it together which they seem like they were man they were unstoppable but you know once again what do we know we don't well, what know. Do we, we just we just talk about sports every day on this show but we don't know jack about I mean, it if you look at how every season's kind of rolled out Daniel, i don't think anybody that they predicted except for maybe last year going to lsu baseball being the number one preseason but nobody jim's really the, jim's the only one that really knows anything and he's just good at picking the world, the college World Series winner. So, hey, that's all that matters. That's very true. But you know what? Enough of this shenanigans. Let's get Dylan's story. Yeah, let's jump into it, Dylan. Obviously, we got to start from the beginning. So, you know, let's rewind all the way back to when you were a kid growing up. What is? Where's your hometown? All right. So I'm from Hayes, Kansas. Um, I grew. I mean, I pretty much just grew up around baseball. Uh, my grandpa, he coaches, he coached my high school team. And then, um, hold uh, on, before we get into high school, man, we gotta, we gotta, before we even get there, we gotta find out about the family. I, I hear you got a lot of brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. Two, two little brothers, a younger sister. Um, my brothers are one's in a freshman in high school and then the other's an eighth grader. My sister's a freshman in college. So you're the oldest of, of four. Yeah. Um, are you, so are you the, are you the example setter? Like you find out where the line is because you've crossed the line. And so now they know. 
Yeah, I mean, my parents have gotten, I think, a little more lenient since I was in high school. But um, they definitely, I feel like I set a good example for them. What's What's the one thing that your parents used to be sticklers for or let's just say very tough parenting when you were a kid, but now they're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I, I mean, just I because the snow and everything, I was talking to my dad this morning and he still gets on me about like being careful driving. And it just seems like that's gone away since I, I got out of the house. He, it's always constant. Um, like when I was in high school, we had a football practice one day and it like rained. We didn't have turf. So we had to go to the um, college in Hayes. And it was because it's turf. And it was the first time I'd ever left the school when there's still a lot of cars um, in the parking lot. So before I got like a 15 minute lecture during breakfast, <laughs> like be careful, um, that like it's going to be crazy, whatever. And I was like, yeah, dad, I got it. It's fine. Whatever. Walked out. Um, after school, I'm backing up. I got a big F-150 truck. I back into a car. And my dad, I called my dad and he knew right away. He was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. He, he talked it into existence is what happened. He put you yeah. on, on really tough, tough ice right there walking on eggshells almost in your truck, trying not to hit anything. You were too careful. At least he called his dad. You know, remember, Daniel, I told me, told you my daughter hid from me her first accident. I had to find out because I seen the bill come out. Man, that's, she paid it. She paid her own ticket, but that's only because she was trying to be sly. <laughs> I bet she did. All right. So you mentioned your grandfather. Um, he was a high school coach. Was he your high school coach? Uh, my freshman year, and then he retired after my freshman year. What What is that like playing with your for your grandfather? Obviously, to me, like I'm thinking, like old school, like got to be clean shaven. You got to have, you know, everything's just pristine. You got your spikes got to be clean. Was he that kind of guy, or was he like a, you know, more modern like team guy, rah rah guy? I mean, he he was an old school coach just because that's how he grew up and all that, but. He also what wouldn't wasn't gonna get on like if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, he wasn't gonna get on you about that. Like anything, like you pimp a home run, like you you deserve to pimp it. So I mean he wasn't getting on you about any any of that. Dylan and, was so much trouble that he quit after Dylan's freshman year. That's what I gauge from this whole story. Yeah, clearly he can't drive and he pimps home runs. So, I mean, um, you know, I, I might as well just save the question why Tennessee, because I mean, he's pimping home runs in high school. So, I mean, he, he's going to fit right in at Tennessee, <laughs> but we'll get to that. However, what I do want to get to is, you know, this high school life and travel ball. What, you know, obviously you played for the high school. What high school did you go to? I went to Hayes high school. It's in Kansas, obviously. Is it a big school? Uh, like 950 students. Not it's it's five A. It can't be too small. Yeah. Okay, so you know, obviously, you played baseball for the team, but also travel ball probably was was a big component of of your your baseball career as well. So, who did you play travel ball for? I uh, tri state, um, based out of New Jersey. 
So how how does that work? How does a guy from Kansas end up playing with a team from New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, it was it's crazy. Um I know. It's it's not even close. It's not like <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to Nebraska and play or, you know, I'm I mean, go we're a lot closer in Tennessee. Play. Yeah. It it started um I always played up. So my dad my dad coached my team in Hayes and we just mainly played in like Kansas City, Iowa, every once in a while, Colorado, stuff like that. And so when they they all went to high school, I really didn't have anybody to play with. And I kind of, I mean, just Kansas City teams would call me, ask me to play, come play a tournament. And I was really just doing that. And I went and played for this Kansas City team. And I ended up throwing like, six and two thirds, no hit. Um, after the game, a dad on that team, his son played for this team out of, based out of New Jersey and got me connected with them. And then I, that's, I played with them ever since. And so that was, you're traveling every, I mean, I'm assuming you're doing a ton of traveling. I mean, hence the name travel ball, but like, we're not talking about like a, <laughs> you know, a four or five hour road trip or even like an eight to 10 hour, we're talking about, you got to hop on a plane and go somewhere. Yeah. All every summer for four years. So I will say this, Daniel, if when you're in his shoes, if you're going to make it to the next level, um, it definitely prepares him now. Like what he's doing at Tennessee is nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, living the travel ball or the pro professional baseball life in travel ball. That's, that's amazing. Um, do you ever sit back and, and just think how blessed and how lucky, you know, you were to have that type of opportunity and, you know, the support that you had and really, you know, the financial backing. Cause I mean, that's not a, that's travel ball is not cheap to begin with. And then when you're having to do that on top of it, it's, it's quite extensive. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, really, just my parents—they uh, kind of made it happen. So, really blessed. They told they told the other three kids, Jim. They were like, you know what? We spent all our money on Dylan getting him to New Jersey. So y'all y'all gonna have to do something like mm -hmm. like chess. Yeah, yeah, that, and you better have a job at twelve. Right. <laughs> they were they were making. Your your parents were making the other siblings work to help pay for your trips. <laughs> yeah, you know. Dylan's got to travel this weekend. Everybody get to work. I'm telling <laughs> you. So obviously, whatever you did worked because you were the number two player in Kansas. You were the perfect game preseason All American in 2022. You were Central All Region first team in 2022. You were KSHSAA Class 5A State Player of the Year in 2022. KSHSAA First Team as a junior and a senior, 2021 Western Athletic Conference Player of the Year. You hit 597, 40 hits, 10 dubs, 10 bombs, 38 ribbies, 23 walks. And all of that was done in just 22 games because you're the whole time you're battling a hamstring injury, man. And, and Take that for data. You have to take that for data because it is unbelievable that you did all of that in a almost a shortened season at not a hundred percent. Daniel, so, I'll be honest. I've wrote 
these rundowns for 200 baseball players. I ain't never seen 597, dude. Never. So I, I got to ask, and don't – this is just me being not knowledgeable of Kansas baseball. Was it more so that the baseball in Kansas as a high school kid, like the area that you're playing, they're just not as advanced – or was it you were just that damn good? And it's okay for you to you can you can brag here if that's the case. I mean, we played we played some teams that um, you know weren't as advanced as others, but I really just think I got off to a hot start and just kind of had like my confidence grew game after game, and it just kind of carried from there. Yeah, here here's what I think. Um, you when you're when you're playing travel ball every weekend you're getting the best of the best players from whatever area you know and there are some travel teams that you know and you play and you're like all right they're not as good as the others but as a whole you know the organizations that are really good and so when you go to high school ball you might get pockets of these kids on certain teams but not collectively as a whole so like the day-to-day -to, -day to me seems like it's easier. It's like that whole mantra, like, we're going to make practice really hard. That way games are, you know, a breeze. You were making your travel ball really, really hard. That way during high school, like, you, you not that it was easy, but your confidence level was probably through the roof, and there wasn't a whole lot of, like, pressure put on you because you probably knew in the back of your mind that you could do anything that you were asked during that high school season, just because you were well-prepared. Right. Just like, I feel like in high school ball, you just had like, you had to prove to those guys why you were committed to Tennessee. And that was always kind of in the back of my head in high school versus travel ball. I could just go out and play because it, there wasn't any of that. Because everyone's good. Yeah, like everyone's, everyone's committed somewhere. Or but, but, but Daniel, like, yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm blown away because take Austin Riley, two-time guest of the show, all MLB the last three years, right? You know, he played just down the street. And, Daniel, you know that in DeSoto County, they're beating up on all the the district teams, right? They're not very good. They're getting reckless guys. They still didn't – Austin or the, the boys didn't bat anywhere near that. I mean, they were batting 450, but not 597. They're just not as good as Dylan. What can I? I'm, I'm just saying, I had to double take it when I was going to type it. So, given all that, obviously, you know that colleges are going to start approaching you. You know that you're playing at a level where you could take it to college. So, was there a particular game or moment where? it like flipped the switch and then all of a sudden colleges started jumping on you or was it just something that you're like, all right, I'm going to start reaching out and putting things out there and seeing what, what the interest is. Well, this is uh, the crazy part. Um, the, when I started taught or schools started, well, I started contacting them because I was so young. Um, it was actually a game after I pitched. So I threw, I was in, Atlanta, I threw six and two-thirds – or no, I threw a complete game shutout, like 12, 12 punches and 76 pitches, and that's when I started talking to 
um, Missouri and Tennessee. And then after that, I kind of – I was just struggling at the plate. And next tournament I started hitting better, and that's kind of when V said, hey, if you want, you can come two-way if you keep hitting. So at that point, you were were the other schools offering a two-way position? No, it was just a pitch. Gotcha. So that was, you know, that was obviously something that's separating Tennessee and the other schools, but also something that's probably important for you to be able to do. Um, so I, I ask, and I, I have a, a pretty good indication and a pretty good feeling, like, why was it Tennessee? Was it more than just the ability to do that? Was you went on a visit and it felt different? It looked different? I mean, what what exactly was it that you know, put them head and shoulders above everyone where you're like, I'm, I'm going there. Uh, it was honestly just talking to the coaches. Um, I really love talking to V. Um, my grandpa had guys that played for him at Arkansas that absolutely loved him. I talked to them and it kind of just, I just wanted to play for him. So, uh, yeah, I meant to ask this while we were talking about, about your grandfather. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Tony V is, is like a player's coach. Like he's, you know, down the earth. He's one of the guys, you know, playing for your grandfather for that year and then not playing from the next year. Like who came in after him? Uh, one of, one of the, my, the assistant coaches of my freshman year came in and coached the next year, but, uh, it was a, it was, we didn't play a game that year. Um, because of COVID, I think we had like a week of practice and then it got banged. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it was really, you know, I'm sure that's really interesting position for you to be in. It was probably a lot easier knowing that, you know, it's an assistant coach, someone you got some rapport with, as opposed to you know, somebody's coming in and replacing, you know, a guy that in my eyes, that's, that's King that, you know, it's my grand grandfather. He's more than just a baseball coach. Yeah, it was quite a bit different, um, but I don't know. It was it was so fun year. So you go from Kansas to Tennessee. You know, I haven't spent much time in Kansas. I don't know what it's like. Is it drastically different than East Tennessee? Uh, I would say so. Um, it's uh, pretty flat. Um, not a lot of trees. Um, so the trees, like the t big, tall trees here, um, that's quite a bit different. But just like, like, I just the feeling of Knoxville, it doesn't feel like a huge city. Um, and that's kind of what I'm used to. So like, it's not, I feel like in big cities, everything's like super close together. Like Knoxville is a little more spread out and just feels kind of just like home. Yeah, and so you're there. Let me ask you, every Tennessee guest, doesn't matter what sport they play, talk about the enjoyment of getting to watch all the other sports. Uh, Tennessee is an everything school. You can go to basketball, football, softball, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Like, So how much have you gotten to enjoy in your time there going to all the other sporting events? Oh, I love it. It's awesome. Um, football games are super fun. I really I love keeping up with the basketball team. I've just always liked watching basketball, so um, 
I enjoy watching them. As long as you know that basketball on the west side of Tennessee, where that flag is behind Daniel, University of Memphis is better. We're ranked 10 and Tennessee's ranked five, and that's okay. We still know, Daniel, don't we? Tennessee's clearly played a way better schedule than we have. <laughs> well, you're going to play humble now. When we're talking smack to Tennessee fans, normally you ain't like that. I see. I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hurt Dylan or Dylan's feelings right now. You know, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the high road because that's what Memphis guys do. Oh yeah. We're not heard about, that. I've heard about vault Twitter. I, I heard. Oh, you're scared. Guys. Yeah. They come after families. So talking about just Tennessee, I think we've had Tony V on the show and I've had the privilege of keeping that relationship going, talking about you guys and I tell him that all the guys that have came on here have talked about just what Tony means. We're not talking about a baseball coach. We're talking about a mentor, someone who can provide that, you know, father figure while guys are away from home. You know, talk to me just in your time there about, you know, what Tony V has displayed and what he means to you. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's just awesome. Like, I when I – just like the picture that I had in my head before I got here, it was – just like hard nose, like, and it is, but also if you're not at the field, he's just another, like, he's one of your friends. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel like he's your head baseball coach, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I feel like the hard nose is because he wants the best out of y'all. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like when, when he rips into you, that's when you know, he, that's the one time you're like, yeah, he's the coach. <laughs> He's, but, he's the guy. But go ahead. It's awesome. Yeah, no, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen him out there. I've been to so many Tennessee games, and I, I've seen him when he's intense. And he's and he's scary, but to your point, I've seen him when he's calmed down, and, and I know that he means the best in those intense moments. And like Daniel says, I would never want to be on the wrong side of that uh, ever. But – um, man, he could he could be my coach any day. But let's talk about your freshman season. You batted 295, seven home runs, 20 RBIs, and only 95 ABs. Um, let's first talk about when you when you hear those stats, um, you clearly have to make every AB count with your position on the team. Talk about what it's like knowing that you're coming up to the plate. You have to make the most of every time you step to the plate because you're trying to earn playing time. Yeah. Um early in the year. I felt like that was like I had to do something to or I wouldn't be in the lineup the next day. And so I was kind of, I mean, pressing a little bit um, because I just thought if I didn't play or if I didn't do well, I wouldn't play. But um, I think eventually in the year, V kind of said like, hey, stats, we don't care like what you're doing. You're going to get at bats. Um, just depends on like if we think you're the best for that situation. So after that, I kind of just, you know, tried to help my team win as best I could in each situation I got. Yeah. And so, you know, when I read those numbers, you know, as a freshman, I don't know what your expectations were, but did you feel like, you know, your production line, what you were able to do to help your team, did you feel like you met your expectations coming into the freshman year? I mean, if you would have told me I was getting 95 at-bats before I stepped a foot on campus my freshman year, I would have been shocked. 
Um, but also, I mean, I could have, I mean, got more. Like, it always could be better. Yeah, no, there's always room for improvement. But I feel like, you know, playing in the SEC, getting basically 300 and, and getting seven home runs, 20 RBIs, uh, you know, in the limited at-bats is pretty good, especially when you have a moment like we're going to talk about. You know, I watched the clip posted on Twitter for to remind everybody before we did this episode, your game-time shot against Bandy at home. You can barely hear anything because the crowd is so loud. So I ask you, as the guy who hit that home run, like what was it like being at home in that moment against a rival like Vandy hitting that home run? It was crazy. Um, I honestly don't even remember. Like it was kind of one of those moments where you just black out. You know who the very first person to talk about that kind of moment was? Drew Gilbert on this show against Wright State. He said it was a blackout moment. It seems to be the common thing, Daniel. I don't know. I've never hit a bomb in that moment. But – it's what you guys do, like the excitement of it all. Like you don't even remember. I, if I had a bomb in that moment, I'd probably miss first base or something <laughs> silly like that. Like I'd forget to touch a base or something stupid. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you bat flip? That's the question. No, I honestly, off the bat, I did not think like that. I hit it well at all. Full and speed then, out the box. Yeah, and I kind of just like was watching the right fielder and he kept getting closer and closer to the wall. And that's kind of when I just like realized that it was gone. And after that, it was, I don't know, whatever, rounded the bases, got to the dugout. It was crazy. And then like five minutes later, Burns comes out and it was kind of like a realization, like, holy shit. Like I just did that. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, I mean, to do it at home against a rival as a freshman, I, j I just feel like it doesn't get more electric. And, man, just watching that goose – or watching that clip gives me goosebumps, so I can only imagine what it was like to be you in the moment. So, you know, speaking of getting those goosebumps, man, you guys punch your ticket to Omaha. When you come to a school like Tennessee, you come with those kind of expectations. But, you know, when you actually do that and fulfill that as a freshman, what is it like, man – knowing that you picked the right spot in Tennessee and that you were going to Omaha in your freshman season? I mean, it was, it's, it was awesome. Um, just thankful um, that I decided to come here instead of anywhere else. Yeah, something I didn't have on my questions, but I'm curious thinking about, you know, just how – I'm trying to think of the word, but, like, you know, the, the series in Hattiesburg, draining was that, like – because of all the weather delays and, you know, the comebacks and everything, like, we're just glad to be that that series is over and you're moving on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was brutal. Um, just everything about it. Um, the rain delays. We get to the field. We're about to play. More rain. Had this, The worst part was just sitting at the field, honestly. Um, when we were at the hotel, it was fine because at least we got to, like, lay down watch some TV, stuff like that. But when you're at the field. Um, Sitting under metal bleachers during lightning. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> That's uh, bullshit. Yeah, they uh, karma came back and got some miss. You can't convince me otherwise. So this year, the expectations are just as big. Um, most people, including ourselves, have y'all back in Omaha. You know, with that, how did the team look this fall from your perspective? 
I thought we looked really well. Um, there was just like a almost like a gel, like that that was different about this team that you noticed from the get go. Where, like honestly, I looked around the locker room last year and didn't really. There's guys I hardly talked to or like didn't even know. But this year, it just doesn't seem that way. Like everyone is one big group versus little pockets or little groups throughout the team. And, I mean, that was really cool to see. And then, really, you had guys that came in and, I mean, everyone's going to be good. But there's guys that I thought were like, damn, this dude's going to be a guy this year. Talking about Cannon Peebles, that's what I that's what I heard from that. <laughs> um, no, talking about pitching first. Let's outside of QB one Beam and Xander and you know guys that have been around for a long time. Give me some pitchers that maybe people don't know about that they need to know about. Uh, I mean AJ Kazi, I think um, is gonna be amazing for us this year it's like 92 94 submarine almost the sweeper and he Daniel's kind of guy right there I never I never got to face him this fall but I played center behind him one scrimmage and it was I mean it's legit you were more than glad to be on his team versus (laughs) he threw when I was in center he threw a sinker that started over the middle of the plate and almost hit a right-handed batter in the back shin, and he swung at, like, 92. And hmm. I was like, what, no part of that. No doubt. So, on the hitting side, I have told people, um, been on multiple different shows, I feel like Tennessee may have the best batting lineup top to bottom. Looking at it, you know, same thing outside of the usual suspects like you know yourself, Simo, Burke. You know, give the give the people somebody. I don't know. Obviously, they're gonna know about people's coming in. Give them somebody that maybe they're not looking for that they're gonna they're gonna know about by the time this year is done. Um, I mean, there's a there's multiple. Um, KT. I don't know if he counts because of last year. I think I think I think Terrace counts because not enough people probably know about him. Even though he he's been a part of the team, he's still not the guy that has the name that the other guys kind of carry. So I think I think he counts. Yeah, he's he's going to be a guy for us this year. Um, and then I mean Dean Curley and uh, Ariel Antigua, two freshmen that are going to be dudes here before they leave. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I feel I feel good about it, but. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm not asking for a scoop. I don't want you to give me anything on the story because we don't put guys in a situation like that. But, Daniel, we have our teams for Survivor, and we drafted in off the bench guys coming into this season. And I've heard all the possible things that have to do with um, Zane Denton. And so I ask you this, not about Zane, but if the rumors are true about Zane and he's possibly not with the team, Daniel's going to have to replace him. So I'm giving you your chance right now as an in-off-the-bench guest, Dylan, to give a good enough case for Daniel to put you in Zane's spot on his team. Tell Daniel why he should put you and believe in you. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. This is your elevator pitch. Let's. How, let's how do hear. these teams work? So we all basically, long story short, it's like the game of Survivor, but we have four teams of eight, and it's all about winning as an individual. But we want our somebody from our team to win. So we drafted our eight guys. So only one person can win. But at the end of the day, one of us four want one of our guys to be the last remaining survivor. Basically, they have to survive through the season having a very complete season. Yeah, so every week people are going to get voted off based on have how good of a week they had. So if you, let's say you're sick and you don't play, well, that doesn't mean you're going to get voted out. It could, but it also could mean somebody could have a terrible week and you go, you know, I'm going to wait for this guy to get back in the lineup because I know what he can do. Um, but there's also ways to get immunity. So you get exempt from. So if you had like a five for five day, no. one of our five ways, if you had a five for five day, it gives you a future um, idol to play. If you have a terrible weekend, but do you think that you can give Daniel? Cause the key to this game, Daniel, I would say would be consistency. Can you put yeah, together? I, look, I don't, I don't want the, you know, I don't need the flash. I just need guys that are going to compete to be consistent and they care. And I know that that care part is probably like stupid, but like, I don't want the season to be a wash because of whatever. And then at the end they go, uh, like my level of care isn't where it should be. I want it to be balls to the wall. This guy fits the mold of what I want on my tribe. So, you know, long story short, you know, you don't have to be the best. You just got to be really good and get after it every week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'll start with, I was 300 hitter as a freshman. Um, since then, I've had. I mean, that's a drop off from 598. <laughs> eight months when the season starts to improve my game. And then I'll be getting more than 95 at bats this year. So. I mean, you can't go wrong with a guy from this star-studded lineup, Daniel. He's going to be protected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I have, a, have a. Honestly, I don't, I don't really have that many options. No. But the, the ones that I do have, like they're all like the same type of player, like the guys that you want. So I have, I have a, a handful of people. So. It's going to be tough to make a decision. Yeah, and, so. and, and you know, I don't know how this is going to play out, but you got to have somebody as a backup. And like I said, we're not putting Dylan in that, but I'll say that I asked a couple of guys from the team today, and it's simply put, Daniel, he still hasn't been seen since Omaha. Hmm. So I think you need to have a clear backup and be ready. Okay. But with that noted, let's play the game. All right, Dylan, this or that, man. It's – uh. It's the game that's sweeping the nation. I didn't. I don't know if you know that, but it is. It may not have made it to Knoxville yet. But now it, Tony V's well well aware of it. It's a it's a slow sweep. We're coming. You know, we're, we're taking over with this game. But anyhow, 
every guest plays it. That's how we end the show, um, just to kind of have a little fun and just be, you know, off color for a little bit um, before, you know, you guys head out and start the season and, and, and get things fired up. So it's very simple. I give you two options. You choose one option or the other. Can't say both. Can't say neither. Just go with your heart. Be decisive and pick one. All right. Jim, who is this or that brought to you by? Chinook Cedary, the best seeds ever. Let me ask you this. This is this could factor in to uh, being a part of my tribe. Are you a Chinook seed kind of guy? Yeah, I love them. They're awesome. What's your favorite flavor? Um, the garlic, garlic parm, right? Yeah, parm that's, pepper. Good... that's what I'm holding. Yeah, that's, that's a good, the Parmesan pepper. That's a good one. That's a good one. Here's what you need to do. All right. I've been taste testing these. I'm not going to do one tonight because we did one already this week, but I went through every flavor individually and cinnamon toast. Phenomenal. Smokehouse barbecue, my fave. All right. Jalapeno ranch right there. Um, but now I'm to the point where I'm mixing. I'm taking two flavors and mixing them and seeing if I can come up with some kind of amazing concoction. And to be honest with you, the three weeks that I've done this, two of the three have been phenomenal. And I've been getting reviews on this last one, Daniel. I'll let you tell them, but I'll put it to you this way. The name alone, they said, was worthy of trying it. There you go. So. The first one we did was was re really easy. It was um, for me because I took one of my favorites, Smokehouse Barbecue, with another one of my favorites, Cinnamon Toast. And let me tell you, Dylan, this combination of seeds is like a smoky but sweet. It's like a, a very nice barbecue sauce. Like it's, it's, it's money. It is money. It is something that you could eat all day long and, and its title is money. So it's called smoke and toast. So if you want the, the smoke and toast special, throw a little bit of smokehouse barbecue in with a little bit of cinnamon toast, bam, you got magic in your mouth. Trust me. All right. This last one that we did, Aiden Jimenez from Oregon state was on and, and I gave him three options of names and we did a lemon pepper with a smokehouse barbecue and we called it the bougie cowboy that's what we 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 landed on and because when we think of cowboys we think of rugged we think of like smokehouse barbecue but when we think of like a fancy cowboy we're thinking oh we're gonna make a little fish and we're gonna throw a little lemon pepper on there so when you mix the two together that's what you get bougie cowboy so you got it a, what, good. eight point three four eight four it was good it and then was smoking toast got a nine a nine a nine and it's like that's the highest rating i've given the seed so far it's that combination so if you want the best seeds in the game flavors from mild to wild and when you get done with just the eight flavors guess what you can do you can mix and match and throw combinations until the cows come home man and it, if you want to order them online and help a tennessee player out use code beam 32 like qb1 drew beam Beam thirty two, like you could, you could help your boy Drew. You you could. Drew better be giving him some seeds, or I'm gonna get on there. 
That'd be hooking you up. You know what? Speaking of Drew, you know, I can't believe I didn't talk about this. Dylan, we got to hit this. Daniel, we can't play this today. Were you involved in the football game? I was. Talk um, to me. I tried to get Sports Center. I'm a little pissed. I thought I had a lot of pull, Daniel. I kind of got humbled. I could not get Drew Beam's throw on Sports Center top 10 plays. It should have been. Talk to me. You were there, Dylan. Did it look as good in person as it did on video? One that he threw over the shoulder on the run deep. Yeah, it was a good throw. Um, also, I mean, I was wide open. I hit a little – I was wide receiver on that side. Pressure was coming. I just kind of ran a little curl route wide open. But, I mean, good throw. Let, let, me, let me ask you this. I was texted by Blake Burke, and he told me that he was the better quarterback. Drew responded with, he was hitting wide open guys. Check whose name QB one. You know all the trash talks they're having. So I ask you, give me a give me a non biased opinion. Who was better? Beam, not even close. Man, he's not even close. Blake's lying to me. Baby boy's lying to me, Daniel. <laughs> he can't hit four hundred seventy nine foot nukes though, so he's all right in my book. I mean, that's kind of what I was gonna say. I mean, does it matter? <laughs> he can hit moonshots. I mean, there's a couple of balls still in orbit around here. So Daniel, you weren't here for the this is the last thing and we'll get into the game. You weren't here for the uh pros and joes episode with Pavoloni and Liam, and we actually had a talk about Burke's home run. And Mike said that that he should have to make a yearly donation to the church for damaging it. How we feel about this. I mean, I think so. <laughs> Hey, he gets drafted, he gets that check. They're gonna they're gonna send a message and say, Hey, you remember when you broke our church? Yeah, I mean, he could come up with something, you know, something catchier, clever as like a as like a charity donation, and people could could donate to it. And every year he could pay his 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 tide that he owes. But anyhow, Dylan, let's do it. This or that. First question coming out hot, out the gate. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. Tacos. All right. Are you a crunchy taco guy or a soft taco guy? Soft. All day. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, so here's here's the thing. Like, there's no wrong taco. Let's let's be real. But like, I like a nice crunchy taco. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I just uh, some of you might as well have a burrito if you're gonna eat a you know a soft taco. Just like if you're gonna have a taco, you're dipping it in cheese dip or queso, and yeah. I just feel like it's way easier with the soft taco to dip it in in queso than it would be a hard or a hard shell taco. I go I go back to what you said. I just wrong. feel like there's no wrong answer in this. You're reaching. There's, there's not. You're right. And what I will say is. When it comes to dipping the taco, your technique's off, bro. Let, let me school <laughs> you on some wisdom. You have to pour on top of the taco so it collects. So, like, you take a bite of the taco and it creates this crater on top, and you just pour it on top, and it just sits there. So every bite, you get cheesy goodness. There you okay. go. That's your next – that's your homework assignment. Tacos, pour it on top. You got this. All right. Daddy hat or fur coat? 
Man, we haven't had, we haven't said daddy hat or fur coat in a really long time. I know. I put I brought I brought that out of the archives. Man. What you got? Fur coat. Is it is it washed up, smelling good, smelling right? Probably doesn't smell good, but uh, coach probably. the thing is terrible. Yep. All right. If you were at a kid's birthday and you had to be one of the two, the pinata or the donkey for the pin the tail on the donkey game, which would you be? Pinata. Neither are fun. Pinata. Man. I... Well, what if all the Tennessee Vols players as kids were invited? You'd be getting hurt by hit by Simo and Burke. Oh man. Little little Blake Burke walking up with a with a wiffle ball bat. You know, I will say Aiden Aiden brought up a good point. At least there's a blindfold element to it, so it's possible they could all miss. But I don't see Tennessee players missing too many baseballs. <laughs> so there you go. And a pinata, the target is 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 way bigger than a baseball. So you know you can you can have that. I'd rather be the donkey for sure. Um Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell? Adam Sandler. Okay. okay. What's, What's his best movie? Yeah, that's where I was going. Um, favorite Adam Sandler movie. I like Grown Ups. Solid. No, I, I really just haven't watched many Will Ferrell movies, honestly. Oh, well, you need to talk to the SI department for Tennessee because they put both of them as your favorite actors. Liars. Liars. No, what what happens here is is they give you questions or they're asking you verbally and it's always at these like weird times where you're in a rush and then you're just like let me write something down and be done with this yeah uh, it's let like me tell a, them something that's quick and easy that pops into my head and be done with it yeah it's like one of them that you get them on your phones and you have to fill them out and there's like 50 questions so you're just filling them out as fast as you can. Uh, well, you usually the there isn't those kind of facts, but since I saw that on there and there was two options, I thought let's throw, there on, throw that on there for this or that. But, Daniel, i got to ask you before we move on, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Big Daddy. I like that movie a lot. Solid. I love that movie. I mean, I am – man, you threw that. I thought I, I, thought I was really ready with uh, – Billy Madison, but man, I really like Big Daddy too. You can't go wrong with him. You know what I'm gonna do to to move on? I'm gonna end with this because he said grown-ups. The part where they pee in the pool, I just want to put this out there as a guy who owned a pool business. There isn't a such product that does that when you pee in the pool. Okay. Let me throw that out there. If you want to pee in somebody's pool, do it. Trust me, I know this from experience. Do you pee in my pool? That there's not, because I'd be peeing in everybody's pool. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. If it was gonna happen, it would have happened. I mean, me. you got kids in a pool, and you know they'd be peeing in there. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like this is probably way, way too much parenting that I'm throwing at people, and they're probably gonna judge me on it. But if my kids like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and we're outside in the pool, just go. We, are, we already know, like, <laughs> we're not drying off and going in the house. Like, <laughs> charge that. <laughs> So, smoky gray uniform or dark black mode uniforms? Black. 
Those are pretty sweet. Talk I do about, like the keys, though. Yeah, talk about a question that there's no wrong answer to. Y'all have the best uniform kit, and that's why y'all are the reigning champ in College Baseball Hub's uniform battle. And, Daniel, I told College Baseball Hub the other day, I don't know why. Once somebody wins, they need to be dismissed because North Carolina just won for a second time. And what's going to happen is Tennessee is going to win again next year because the same, like, four teams keep winning because they have the best uniforms. Once they win, they should be out. Because they're gonna keep winning. They have the best ones. I mean it's gonna be Tennessee. Are North, are North Carolina uniforms that great? Yes, they really are. The blue I had a talk with Van Sudica. That's part of the reason why he picked North Carolina. Well, that's just silly. I'm just kidding. His whole family went there. That was just oh, me lying again. Thank you. All right. Would you rather go to a costume party or a pool party? I'm not at this pool party, by the way. <laughs> it's relevant pool party for sure man yeah i mean have you been to a costume party outside of like halloween no, Just, yeah. would you, know. you would you dress up if you were invited to a costume party like let's say it's halloween you everyone's like yeah you got to dress up in a costume to come to this party are you gonna go or are you just gonna say no i'm not doing that or are you going to be the guy that goes but doesn't dress up? I mean, if I go, I'm going to dress up because you're kind of like the odd man out if you don't. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of, like, dress. Like, Halloween, not a huge fan. Let, let's let's go there, Daniel, because he's an ex-teammate. Let's do it. How do you feel about Chase Burns and three other Wake Forest players being dressed up as Teletubbies? Teletubbies? Yeah. <laughs> Josh Hartle came on here. And told us when Daniel asked him that same question, he goes, we did dress up for Halloween. We were Teletubbies. And he said him and Chase Burns and everybody. I'm still trying to find the picture so I can get a Do idea. Do you know what a Teletubby is? Not, not really. Not exactly. But oh, have, man. You, have you heard of it before? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. So we're going to ask this question. And it's going to be sooner than later where we say Teletubby. And the guest is going to be like, what is that? Because that's like a – like old school thing that came out when i don't know jim and i weren't kids but Look, it was can you like, see that whatever. could you imagine being dressed up as them god i yeah. couldn't it's, <laughs> it's just silly it's it's just silly there's a reason why that picture hasn't made instagram and i can't find it daniel oh of course not so it's so silly we're gonna move on from it all right so if you had to pick one of these two to do for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Open mouth kissing like a baby. <laughs> Have you ever seen a baby give a kiss and it's just open mouth and it's just like, ah. all right. You can either kiss like that for the rest of your life or you kiss like a dog and you just lick everything. <laughs> Those are the two options. So think about it now. You're, your the girl your fiance your first kiss on your first date um when you're walking down the aisle and you know the i do's the first kiss um you know and everything in between this is how you're going to be delivering those kisses ah uh, i mean probably probably like a baby just cuz like i feel like if you're licking them or like people are licking you I don't know. Probably well, they, they're not Daniel, doing. You're doing it to them, Daniel. When we 
Well, they're not reciprocating this probably. When I start getting turned down by guests because they don't want to come on the show, it's going to be because they're scared to answer this question. Well, then we don't want them on here. We want people <laughs> to face the hot seat. Yeah, probably, probably baby kisses. It's it's very strange because I I came up with this question because I have a I have a young kid. I have a, a daughter who's eight months and. She's getting into the routine of the open mouth kissing and it's very strange and it's very awkward and it's very weird, but it's your kid and it's a baby. So it's kind of cute. And I just got to thinking like, what if you just never learned like how to do it properly? And that's just all you I did. mean, if you're on a first date and a girl came with you and kissed you like that, that I'm not calling her again. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> too much, too much to overcome. Would you rather be lost in a jungle or trapped in a haunted house? Lost in a jungle? Man, why? Haunted houses creep me out. I'm not a, not a fan of, like, scary stuff. So I feel like jungle, like, I, I mean, I could, it's n- nothing's, like, scary. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what scares me, Daniel, where he's from. Look, I grew up on a children of the corn age, okay? I ain't going nowhere near Kansas. You know why? Here's the difference between those two for me is that the haunted house in my head, I could justify and rationalize and get myself to understand or get to a place where I can say nothing in here is scary because it's just creepy. It's not real. However, in the jungle, you can't say that because there is real live tigers in the jungle that hunt at night while you're trying to sleep and snakes, and spiders, and bats, and everything else that can do bodily harm. So, yeah, that's 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 my stance. I'll take Haunted House. Coming home. from a guy who wants to play Survivor, by the way. No, that's a little bit different. Like, I mean, you know. I mean, they try to win a million dollars. Oh, okay. Like, I'll do anything for the right amount of money. That's an interesting segue to the next question. Correct. And that's why I'm a professional at this is because I can segue with the best. Given money as being the topic now, would you rather be the number one overall pick in the draft or would you rather win a national championship? And before you answer, let me tell you the price difference in these two. Winning a national championship is you don't win any. You don't get any money. Priceless. Zero. Zero dollars are had. However, if you're the number one overall pick last year, and you got to remember, we got inflation going on. So you know this number from last year is going to be higher this year. It was $10 million. Like you literally, they said, here you go, sir. Take this pen and sign your name right here. And then... Two days later, or seven to ten business days later, guess what? <laughs> you, had, you had a nice little lump sum of money right there. So, what are you picking? I'm saying, um, I'm saying Natty because um, if you're the number one, nothing just because you're the number one pick doesn't mean that you're going to make it to the big leagues. And I Take feel. Technically, it does. I mean, uh, I, 
It depends on what you classify as big leagues. If you get drafted and they you get a paycheck from an organization, that's I'm big. If you look if you look at the way they moved schemes up last year, you'd have to be really bad to not at least get a shot at, yeah. at the bigs as the number one pick. Yeah. But I'll tell you this to defend your your statement. Paul Skeens came on this show to the same question and said that he would give his uh, $10 million back and keep his natty. So you do have somebody who's been in that situation. But our guest last week, or no, Monday, Aiden Jimenez, kind of he kind of t- he kind of turned me back. He said, give me $10 million. Like, I don't know. I really do like the sound of $10 million in the briefcase being handed to me. Yeah. I just think if you win, like, that's why you play baseball is to win. So, Daniel, grab it. He doesn't know. What if I told you Daniel has a national championship and he told me he'd sell me that ring and all the memories that come with it for a hundred thousand dollars? Hundred K. No, and and it wouldn't. It I wouldn't even blink an eye at it. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Does the fact that you coach versus played matter? No. If I played, I probably would sell it for cheaper. Cause I, I, I got more satisfaction out of coaching guys and watching them and the stories behind them than I ever did me playing and having success. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I felt it to be really cool to work with a guy all season and, and see their struggles and then it pay off in the end. And you don't, not just one guy, but a whole team collectively and, in this particular case, this team was not the most talented team by any means that we had, but it was just a group of guys that were really good dudes, and they meshed well, they gelled well, they were there for each other, and you know they they knew how to win baseball games. So it's pretty sweet, pretty sweet. But I I can I can respect the fact like I know what it means and how important it is. So like, I, I get it, you know, in my season of life, money would do a lot for my family. So that's kind of why I would skew myself more to that end than having a ring, you know, Yeah. but as a player being where you're at and in the situation and, and being able to taste the success and almost being there, but knowing that you can win it all, like, yeah, I can see I can see where where you're coming from. So they're gonna have a chance at it because I got them in Omaha and we know how much I pick right. Well, I mean if if you're if you're a baseball person and you've been watching Tennessee baseball for the past five seasons, then you would be silly not to pick those guys to have a chance to win it. I mean, and not I'm not wrong, am I? Dylan or you're they made, me, they made me wrong in 2022 when I picked them. That's <laughs> we all know why. Yeah, we had him on the show, Jack Brannigan. Yeah. Jack, Jack Brannigan. Let me dude. let me let me tell you before we yeah. you lose, Dylan. Our other host uh that we used to have on there, he's a Tennessee fan. And I always ask the questions in that area. Well, we set up Jack to come on the Monday after they eliminated Tennessee, and then I gave Randy the questions as a Tennessee fan to ask Jack. And as he told people, I had to sit there and look at this man and ask him these questions. Then he said the worst part was Jack was so nice, he couldn't even be pissed off at him. Yeah. 
Is that that's the Notre Dame? Yeah, he had three home runs in those final two games. All right, Dylan. Anything you want to plug or promote before you bounce? No, uh, I don't really have nothing. No, not no, not even hi mom. Hi mom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. I'll help you out. Go to go to IG, Dylan dot Dryling, and see what he's up to. I mean, he might just be studying for a test. He might be playing football with the boys, you know, in the snow. He might be trying to figure out how to reverse his truck. Who knows? He could be doing a lot of things. Let me ask you this, Daniel. As I look over at the wall and I see the poster wall, I see Simo and I see Beam, I see the boys. I don't know. Do we need a do we need a Dylan Dryling athletic collection poster? I mean, why not? At some point, I feel you're like I mean he batted five ninety seven. At some point, you're gonna have to start replacing those jabronis behind you. Mm, I'm the defending national champs. I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. I mean, what about the Arkansas guys? They can go, right? Yeah. No, I don't think Brady Tiger's going to like that at all. He would not be happy about that. Mm. I mean, he's been on the show quite a bit. He would not, right. not be a fan. Lastly, Instagram at vault underscore baseball for highlights hype videos, stats, scores, pitching rotations, updates, you name it. Check them out. Dylan, it's been a blast, man. So happy that you were able to hop on with us. We appreciate you. We wish you nothing but the best, a happy, healthy, and hopefully a magical run for you guys this season. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. That is Dylan Dryland, everybody. If you like Dylan's story or – you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's. Please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, love. We'll take it all. We'll see everybody next week. We're going to be going back out to the West Coast, Jim. How are you doing it? How are you getting these West Coast guys? I love it. I'm down. It's crazy. Let's grow the game. Yep. We got Oregon baseball on deck with Anson Arose. This has been the In Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.